I've been interested in this subject for quite a while now, and my interest in it came about um, probably maybe even 30 years ago when I was working with a little boy and I videotaped him. <clears throat> and I said to him, who is that? And he didn't know. Right, he didn't, he didn't know. And I, I didn't know, I literally didn't know what to do. I had never run into anybody who was that age, like, you know, like 11, 12, 10, 11, 12, who didn't recognize himself on video. And you know that your 19 month old recognizes herself on video. Yes. So yes. begin to think about why, why would somebody not recognize himself? And then I began to accumulate more information. For example, um, what's your, uh, what's your favorite food? Um, I don't know. Or do you, do you have a favorite color? I don't know. Or um, what, what, what uh, does your dad like to do for fun? I don't know. And so there was this whole area of observation that was not occurring. Mm -hmm. And I had never thought about it because I was so worried about the social relationships and you know the, even the guiding relationship that I hadn't thought about it very much. And then I was reading, um, uh, I was reading a book by a speech pathologist, and I actually cannot remember her name right now, but she was saying that one of the reasons children with autism have trouble talking has to do, of course, what we know with communication, but they also don't see the world first through the eyes of their parents, and because they don't see the world first through the eyes of their parents, they have this idiosyncratic way of looking at the world, which means that it's not flexible and it's not resilient. They only see it through their own eyes. And because the world is so incredibly confusing <laughs> for all of us, and even you can imagine a baby, that they tend to focus on things that are static and stay the same. So that was that was kind of my introduction into this sense of self and what it means to have a sense of self. So that's where my own evolution to trying to understand this and trying to make it happen began. Well, and I love the way you bring the parents into the sense of self because it all goes back to that infant-child relationship uh, with their parents when they're infants, when they're babies. That little relationship dance starts but they're seeing themselves through their parents' eyes and developing their sense of self. Um, and it's interesting because, as you said with your, your example of not recognizing himself, mm -hmm. uh, we, it's almost hard for any of us to imagine that. You know, we can practically remember being interested in pictures of ourselves and things like that um, as we develop as children. Uh, and you see like mirror, like being in a mirror, you see babies discover themselves mm -hmm. and knowing it's themselves, that beautiful, that, that beautiful mm -hmm. time. And yet to think that that remains undeveloped, even up to 10, how, how long would it be not developed if not for intervention? And I, I think that it happens sooner than we think it happens. 
um, I know that I have been watching my granddaughter now. Any chance to talk about my granddaughter? Of course. <laughs> She's not quite six months, okay? And yet, I can see when something is unfamiliar, she will look at me to make sure that I think it's okay. Mm -hmm. And if I smile, reassuring, I'm not talking about if she hurts her knee and falls over, or, you know, scrapes or something, something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about something that appears that is confusing for her. When that happens, then she will look at me. And if I give her an indication, non-verbally, she didn't have any words yet, <laughs> that it's okay, she's okay. And so that seeing the world through my eyes and understanding that referencing is I can look at you and determine the safety of a situation based on what you see. <clears throat> Even some indicators of joint attention, this place where she's looking at it, she's smiling, she's looking at me, and she's making sure that I'm looking at it. Certainly not as sophisticated as a much older child would do, but it does lead me to believe that very, very early on, children be, do begin to process the world through our eyes, and they do that before they form the sense of self. I think that is incredibly important and incredibly important to think about it as a process. It's not something that you can you rigidly teach in a moment. Um, it's interesting because sometimes when kind of people realize oh, what's missing piece mm -hmm. for the children, they want to teach it. And everything you're describing is about a process that's happening with your granddaughter. It's, yes. it's gradual. It's taking place over time, uh, as it must, for it to really be what it's supposed to be to her. And that, that, ability, to, um, that, that ability to ascertain one's own safety and then to see if you're enjoying something or to notice something funny that happens and to laugh at it, those things really are the basis for a lot of other really important things that happen. And the things that I think are important is, has to do with value. And what are the values that we hold? What are the character traits, traits that we think are important? And I know we talk to our children about these things and we train our children to have good manners and that kind of thing, but there's this other, almost hard to define sense of who am I as a person? What are the values that are important to me that my children are simply picking up on? Mm. And I believe that that starts happening very young too. Like, yeah, I'll share with you. Mm -hmm. You'll share with me. And how we begin to do those. Uh, the other day I was <clears throat> noticing um, I, I was noticing a dad. He had a baby in the carrier and another little girl who was six, at the most seven, and altogether five children, and he was by himself. Oh. <laughs> and he was walking out my office door, right? So he's got all of these kids. He's like shuffling out the door. And he looked at the three-and-a-half-year-old boy and he said, hold the door for the lady, son. Oh. And the little boy did. He stood there and he held the door and he waited until I was out. Now, 
it's probably not something that some of us would think of doing. But what struck me was here was a man who could have been overwhelmed with the number of children. He yes. was moving somewhere by himself. I was feeling and, overwhelmed. <laughs> Listening. Yeah, too. <laughs> and yet, his having making sure that his son understood good manners mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was equally important to him. So he was taking the time to do that. And we do that with our children often in very unconscious ways. And I believe that having this sense of self and, you know, I am proud of myself when I share something. My mommy is proud of me when I, when I share something, those values get embedded into who we are. And we take the time to do that. Maybe not always consciously, but we do take the time to do it. And I think that that, that then that forms the basis for our ability because we have that sense of self, our ability to have compassion for others and Mm -hmm. to care about others and to see ourselves as people who, who do something if someone is hurting. Hmm. That's amazing how those important moments lead to that place. Seems like a little moment, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. But it's a big little moment. And you know, Catherine, we wouldn't even be talking about this if we weren't talking about autism, because it's a, we take for granted that children have a sense of themselves. They look in the mirror, they know who they are. They see themselves on videotape and they start smiling. They say, do it again. But in autism, things don't go the way they're supposed to. Mm. And if we don't get that guiding relationship in place in the way it's supposed to be in place, the children may learn to do things, but the compassion, the sense of self, knowing their own preferences, knowing the preferences of others, it doesn't just happen. Just thinking about those things, mm-hmm. you know, that we all, without force, mm-hmm. it just happens. I, I'm always amazed when we talk about these things that just seem so much a part of who we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing little things, knowing what my favorite food is, um, knowing what my favorite pizza is, whatever it may be, just is for me. And that for the children and adults, it is not. And how hard that has to be. I mean, it's, um, I always think about how we've talked so many times about these are not other, these are human beings. So it's not that there's not a desire there to have a sense of understanding of self. But if you don't have it, uh, it's, it's just like a vacant part of, of you. Uh, you know, we could just as well uh, call the segment you <laughs> in terms of uh, knowing that person yourself. So it's very, um, and I liked one thing that you said that really, I was thinking about that dad with the five children. <laughs> and I was just thinking about that parallel process again mm-hmm. of, of, parental understanding of self, my as a mom mm-hmm. uh, or my grandma, understanding, knowing myself and having self to self and then how that impacts my child. So we're right, we're right back to what you talk about so much is the parallel process. The parallel process. And I know that as uh, consultants who deal with uh, parents who help parents establish the guiding relationship with their children, 
that as consultants who do this, <clears throat> we want to make sure that the parents see themselves as competent people who are really equipped to raise this child. Because I feel like autism not only raises, not only um, it creates problems with children having a sense of self, but it also shakes up the parents' confidence in their own self, sense of self as a parent who can guide a child who has a neurological difference. A, a beautiful topic, and I know we'll hear more on this, as I think it's a, I don't think, I think the topic of self to self is, it's not evolving because the self is any different. But I think as we're studying uh, younger children and seeing how early this comes in and how key it is to everything else, we're going to see more and more how it's key for, for our children. It's always good talking to you. And you too.